Good morning. It's, it's good for me to be back here. I, I bring you greetings from the Brotherhood in, in Belize. And um, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to the book of James. And um, we'll be looking at uh, James chapter 1 and uh, verse 2 to verse 18. And, and the Bible says there, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Knowing that the trying of your faith develops patience, but let patience perfect its work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without criticism, and it will be given to him. 6 says, But let him ask in faith without wavering, for he who wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed with the wind. Let not that, ma that man think that he will receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the, gra of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with burning heat, and it withers the grass, and its flowers fall, and its beauty perish. So will the rich man wither away in his ways. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he is tried, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Verse 14 says, But each man is tempted when he is drawn away with his own loss and enticed. Then when loss is conceived, it brings forth sin, and when it is finished, it brings forth death. Do not err, my brothers and brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom is no, it says, change or shadow of turning. 18 says, of, of his own will, he brought us forth with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruit of his um, creatures. I say, may the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his holy words. This morning, as we had looked there at, at uh, James chapter 1, I'll be talking to you, and I, I, I hope that it will be shortly on the, on the topic of overcoming trials and temptation. Overcoming trials and temptation. And, and the Bible clearly teaches that trials and temptation will come and that we must draw upon the power of God to overcome them. In the prayer this morning, the brother had prayed that our brothers would not be faced, if I remember properly, with obstacles. And, and, and brother, I believe that as long as we live, we will have obstacles. As long as we live, we have them, but I believe the, the part that stands is how we will be able to deal with them. The way that we will be able to handle them and the way that we will be able to have our Lord to, to gain the glory. Sp Paul spoke of, uh, spoke of people having a form of, 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 of religion that deny the power of God. And sometimes I think that's, that's what we see. Today in, in that we have all of these, and, and I say religious opportunities, there are times when we, we, we let loose of coming together as God's children, not realizing that, uh, that together in, in, in Belize, the Belize Defense Force, uh, the, their, their motto is together we stand and divided we fall. 
And as children of God, we need to understand that none of us will be able to overcome our trials and our temptations alone. It might be at first hand our um, thought, but not according to what the Bible will help us to understand. And we let loose of the opportunities that we have. I said like worship. We, we, we go through problems and we think that if I stay at home, that will help my problems. Not only worship, but um, Bible studies and, and, and all other else opportunities that we have that we will be able to encourage and help each other. As the Bible says in Hebrews 10, it says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And sometimes it is easily pulled for those people that are, that are not faithful in coming. But there he also used the word, encourage each other all the more, he says, as you see that they are approaching. And all else that we can do is to just encourage and strengthen each other. But let's look firstly at what we have here. As we overcome our trials and, uh, and temptation, oh, before I do that, um, the question lies, but do we have the power to overcome? Do we have the power to overcome? Is there such a thing as power to overcome? Um, believe it or not, this, is, this has been an issue for the church since the very first century. And, um, and that is why one of the first books written was uh, written, in fact, by the brother of Jesus addressing this very thing. And, um, and, and in chapter 1, there are a number of insights that we can glean on exactly how to overcome our trials and temptation. Now, let's, let's look at uh, number one as we go through trials and temptation. Face the reality. That's number one. We need to be able to face reality. In, in facing the reality, it seems simple, but we have to face the facts. Trials will come. That's for sure. It will come. There is, there is no way in Scripture that the Bible tells us that, from, that you become a child of God and everything will be okay. Uh, let's, let's turn to the book of Revelation. I, I believe, and, and, and John have, uh, had said something here that maybe at times we would, uh, I don't know if we overlook, but in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, the Bible says there, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. That's the first word there, suffering. And, 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 and John says, fear none of those things which you shall suffer. He also says, behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. I have never been to prison, and I hope that none of you have, but if you have, in your country, your prison is different from mine. In, in Belize, you don't have a bed, you don't have a, a, you don't have a television, you don't have... You, for me, your prison is on vacation. For us, prison is prison. But John says there, first he says, suffering, he talks about suffering, and he talks about being in prison. And we're not talking of, of anything good that I know of what that prison is. He says that you may be tried. So he says, suffering, prison, trials, he says, and you shall have tribulation. So this is the fact that trials will come, but, but let us not fail to, to understand what he says there. He says, suffering, prison, uh, tribulation, and then not only that, he has said, for 10 days. Now, I don't believe that it's literally 10 days, but I think that maybe we could draw that you will have suffering for a time. It's like what they say, nothing lasts forever. And, and, and I want to help you to understand that as you go through your suffering and your trials, you see this nice, beautiful piece of wood that is here? It was somewhere in the jungle, somewhere. It definitely doesn't look like this. And, and, and the Bible says there, Be thou faithful unto death. So this is the first in the fact that trials will come. And as we have those trials, we also will have temptation. 
Now, sometimes we would want, I, I will go ahead because I, I might, I, well, let me not do that. We, have, we will have trials and we will have temptations. But we need to know how that we will uh, deal with them. And my thing is, uh, my encouragement to you is that as we deal with them, that God gets the glory. The life that we live, I believe, is at all times where God gets the glory. In verse 2, the Bible says, when you encounter, when you encounter, not if you encounter. So it will happen. It will come your way. So many of us want a fantasy football life where we can live without temptation or trials. This world doesn't exist. We will have trials and temptations. Some of us could really live a pretty good Christian life. We could live a really good Christian life if it weren't that we have trials and temptation. A really, really, really good one. But, but let us see as we go along what the Bible helps us to understand. If those things that get us down and we, we, we spend a lot of our time bemoaning the fact that there are temptation and trials and, and wishing we could have a life without them. And um, uh, in fact, some of us would, would uh, sometimes excuse ourselves and complain to others like if it is only us. It is believed that, you, you, you know, when we think we have problems and you would see or you hear someone else, then we understand that we're, we're, we're so blessed. Because when we think we're having a hard time, somebody's having it worse than us. As if though the, the, the others don't sin like we do because they are not tempted as badly. But I tell you that we all are. However, it once points out that it is a faulty idea that good people do not know what temptation means. This, he says, is an obvious lie. And only those who try to resist temptation know how strong it is. And a man who gives into temptation five minutes simply does not know what it would have been like an hour later. And um, that is why bad people, in one sense, know very little about badness. They have lived a shattered life by always giving in. And let me remind you, as, as this, as, as, as I think that we would understand and know and remember that for us to be tempted is not a sin. Uh, Jesus was tempted and he did not yield to those temptations. And just as he was, we are today. I tell you what about the temptation of Jesus. One, the devil knows when, when to come in. He knows when you are at your lowest. And two, and, and let me remind you, you, you may know this. And, and, and two, he said, worship me. I'm, I might not give it to you in order, but he says, bow down and worship me and I'll give you all of this. And that is what we call the pride of life. And then it, it, it talks of, of, of turning these, these stones into bread. And Jesus had the right response in saying, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And in the same manner of which he was tempted, so, so uh, here we stand today in that same um, line of temptation. We never find out the strength of evil impulse inside us until we try to fight it. And Christ, because he was the only man who never yielded to temptation, is also the only one who knows the full, uh, to, to the full what temptation is. See, there is nothing now that we are left with that is impossible with God. There is nothing that he had asked of us. There is nothing that is expected of us that Jesus doesn't know about. 
The Bible helps us clearly to understand. And, 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 and he, he was born like you and I were born. And he was not born at a fancy hotel somewhere with air condition. He had a humble entrance into this world. And today when you die, they do a lot of stuff. Uh, they don't do a lot here. I've been to two funeral districts. But when he died, he had also showed humility. And he has said, this was what he has said. He has said, if it is your will. And there is where we stand as we fight our trials and temptation that we live a life that will always be in accordance to the will of God. So we are to pray that God will deliver us from temptation and from the tempter. And we are to direct our steps so that we do all that we can to avoid temptation and trials. Yet face the reality, let me remind you that trials will come. There are three reasons for this. One, uh, because of our sinful nature. If you, if you have your Bibles, you could go back to the book of James. And, and James tells us there, in, in James chapter 1, and then we look at verse uh, 13, and James says there, Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. And verse 14 says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away, when he's drawn away of his own loss and enticed. See, this is what sin does. It is good. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, it says that Moses had rather to suffer with God's people than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time, for a season. And unfortunately, when we're having trials and temptation, unfortunately, God is the first that, is, that we turn our backs on. Unfortunately. And I think that it should be a time instead of running from God, we run to God. But let, let, let's, let's move on. So the, the, the first reason for that is because of our own sinful nature. Uh, number two says, because of the world that we live in. But I tell you, that's no excuse. The Bible says, Jesus has said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And we need to live a life to understand that, that, that the book of uh, Philippians, the writer says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It is not on my own, it is not on your own. And also in the book of John chapter 6 and verse 33, the Bible says there, I have told you this thing so that in me you may have peace. It says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world, brethren, the Bible says, you will have trouble. And sometimes we, are, we as Christians, we as Christians give people the impression that, that, that are those of the outside that this life is sweet and smooth and, and nothing goes wrong, but that's a lie. We give others the impression, you know, like, I, 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 I'll, I'll use this word too. Have you ever had, I don't, I don't want to say a heated, have you ever had a romantic argument coming over to the building for worship? And I say romantic, you know why? Because when you get in the parking lot, you, you wait for your wife, you hold her hand, and you, you come in the, in the doorway there, and two big smile coming in. See, we give people the impression that all is always okay. Have you ever had an argument? No, I, I say a heated one now. And you have visitors over, and everything is calm and cool, and your guests leave, and your husband says something and says, I'm not talking to you. We have them, brethren. But the Bible will help us to understand, it says, in this world there is no peace. Let, 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 let's, let's move on. 
Also, I believe that number three also helps us to understand because God, because God tests us to see what is, what is in our heart. And the Bible will help us to understand in the book of Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1 where it says there, Now it came after these things that God tested Abraham. God tested Abraham. And there's a lot of things that we could say about Abraham, but I tell you, in, in, the, in line of Abraham, we see an obedient father and we see an obedient child. He had overcome. You could just imagine, this is the year 2019. And you have your son, and you're about to take him somewhere. And listen to what had happened going up on that mountain. He says, where's, where's, the, where's the lamb? He said, God will, God will provide. Where's the lamb? God will provide. Where's the lamb? God will provide. Do you think that you could get your son on this table to sacrifice him? In, I'm talking about this is 2019. And the Bible has said that Abraham, Abraham had overcome. And let me go back where it says, Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham, and he said, he said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Let us be able to live our lives in order that as we go through our trials and our temptation that we overcome, that God will gain the glory. Sometimes I believe as parents we fail. And we fail because we probably we're not thinking about having God to have or to gain the glory. I want to ask you a question this morning in secret. Do you have children? Are they in worship with you this morning? You see, the boy was obedient to the father as much as the father was obedient to Almighty God. And that is something that we should be able to take a look at to understand. And let me tell you, you miss your children, catch your grandchildren. I know sure that we would clearly understand that it is, this is the responsibility as parents. But let me move on. I'm not talking about children and parents this morning. In verse, in verse 2, these are, in verse 2 he says, um, verse 2 says these are various trials it comes in many kinds in many ways in different form in different shape in whatever you have there, but but that means that they have a lot of farms uh, one we do not know what to do we don't always know what to do we don't know what always to do uh, not only that we don't know what to do always we don't we, we lack money beside that we, we we may lack money we 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 are oppressed by powerful forces perhaps we are oppressed by addiction and sometimes we could only think that addiction is drugs, alcohol. But I'm sure you know there are a lot of things that we could be addicted by. And there are things that, that we could, uh, our, our, simple our television at home. But, but you decide what that is. Forces, we have, we have damaged relationships. I just thought we, we give people the impression that all is okay. But when things get really heated, we could, we, when necessary, we could smile. Number five said, health issues. And we, may, we might just not understand, but, but I have a verse that came to my mind in the book of, uh, I think that's 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians if you have your Bibles. And uh, we go to verse four. No, no, I, I am not seeing J. Um, 
yeah, he's supposed to wave at me. All right, Second Corinthians chapter 4, it says, and verse 3 says, But if our gospel be hid, it says, It is hid to them that are lost. So we have a gospel. And please, don't tell me that the gospel is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's not the gospel. And but the Bible says there, but our gospel be hid. It says, it is hid to them that are lost. It says, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not less. It says, the light of the glorious gospel. It says, of Christ. It says, who is the image of God should shine upon them. In, in Romans chapter 1, uh, Paul says, uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Where is the power? The power lies between the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the only thing, uh, if you had listened to the prayer this morning, I think that is what he was uh, projecting to. That was the greatest thing that had ever happened. That a man had died for you and for me, and he, he was in the grave for three days, and he was resurrected. That is the power of the gospel. And, and Paul says, I'm not ashamed. Now, 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 now here, here, here where we have um, also, it, when you jump down more, he says... Um, for which cause we faint not. See, we need to hold on to the power of the gospel. He says, we faint not. For us to faint is for us to lose focus. He says, for this cause we faint not in verse 16, but he says, though our outward man perish. The outward man, the Bible says, perish. Yet the inward man, the Bible says, is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, it says, which is for a moment. Just for a moment. It says, work it for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It says, verse 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen. And we could be all caught up. You remember what happened with Lot and, Lot, Lot, Lot and his wife? I believe she was caught up with the things that were visible to the eyes. And the life that we live today, we could, be very, we could very well become like her. The, the command was not to look back. And we as Christians, we faint, we lose focus and we look back to the things of this world. But anyhow, the Bible says there, it says, for the things that are seen, it says, is temporal. Um, let me go back for a light affliction, which is but for a moment working for us a far more exceeding uh, eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, the Bible says, it says, for these things which are seen are temporal, and the things which are not seen are eternal. And we sing the song, the song says, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through, but we come here and we hold, and listen to what Jesus said. Jesus says, he says, foxes have holes and birds have nests, he says, but the Son of Man has nowhere to set his head. He's saying that he came here and he held on to absolutely nothing. And that is the attitude that we need to have. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're comfortable, be comfortable. But don't hold on to the things of this world. Health issues. Hold on to God. People be dying. I don't know if, 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 if it is common here, but in where I'm from, people are dying and they don't call for you to pray for them. They call for the political leader to come and see them. And, and, and we have all of these issues and struggles and, and all that we have in this life and we just re refuse to hold on to God. These are trials. Yet the Bible says we are to face them with joy. You, could you imagine? And it says, count it all joy. The phrase is probably not uh, condemning you if you have other emotions. It is not saying the only emotion you should have is joy, but rather it is saying... Consider it something to be exceedingly joyful about. 
Because when we are true one, God makes us better people and we get, ready, we get ready for something greater that may be ahead. Now, now, now the, 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 the verse 2 says, consider it all joy. And verse 12 says, consider, uh, consider yourself blessed. Consider it joyful and consider yourself blessed. Why and how? Why should we and how can we? Let's, let's see if we could understand more. Let us focus on the purpose. Let us fo number two says focus on the purpose. Uh, 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 God purify you through trials. And in, in that purification of trials, just like fire removed the, the dross from gold or silver, you know, it, it looks good when we wear it. It looks so good. And, that's the go and it looks so good and it's so expensive. And we like it. You have people that have all their fingers and their ears from everywhere. But think of the heat that, that, that removed the trust from the gold and silver. Affliction and trials can cause you to, to turn away from the things that we might otherwise tolerate in our lives. And as we go through, it, it, it's not so much that God is punishing you. We, we have the wrong concept of. And... Um, God doesn't, doesn't work like that, I believe. As it is, we start taking inventory as we start eliminating contraband that is hiding and, and, and hindering, sorry, and entangling us. That we get rid of stuff and things from the life that we live that will help us to be more um, efficient in the life that we live as Christians. Hear what the psalmist says in Psalms 119 and verse 67. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, it says... I keep your word. But now he says, I keep your word. He also said in the book of Psalms, chapter 119 and verse 71, it is good for me that I was afflicted. It was good that I may learn your status. Uh, on focusing on the purpose, also, God promotes you through trials. Overcome and overcome, the Bible teaches us that after we have been tested, that God exalts us. He gives us a greater and greater assignment. And um, God uh, proves you through trials. You could imagine Job. The Bible says that all was taken. We, don't, we lose our job and we start to get really, really frustrated in life. And we lose our car, we lose our house. And at that time, God is no more in the picture. But Job was faithful. And God proves you through trials. There's a scene in which you were, what if you were never tested? What if you were never tested? You, you never know how strong you are or, or you were. Also, you would never know, now this, this one is quite interesting. You would never know, am I following Christ because of two things? Am I following Christ because of um, convenience? Or am I following Christ because of commitment? Is it convenience or commitment? But trials help you find out. Remember what John says. Be faithful until death. And he says, I will give you a crown of life. I believe it's, it's also in the book of 
Matthew where it says, and Matthew chapter 24, it says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And Timothy talks of, in the last days, men will become lovers of themselves. And it says there, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Trials help find you out. In, in that focus of the purpose, in 1 Peter chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 6, it says, in this you greatly rejoice even, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed, the Bible says, by various trials. By many trials, by various trials, different kind. So that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though the testing by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor and revelation of Jesus Christ. See, every time that you overcome a trial, God gets the glory. When you, you, when you have a trial and, 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 and things going on in your life and you walk away from God, the people will say, see, where is his God? And the verse there says, and in praise and glory and honor, it says that the revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, let, let us also look at um, God points to you through trials and um, you know these are so many, uh, there are so many that are skeptic in, in our world. They will never believe in the power of Christ unless they can see with their own eyes. Unless that they could see and they, maybe they will be able to see your faithfulness and my faithfulness. Some who have been through a terrible trial and still love Jesus. And sometimes, just like Thomas, waiting to see the scars with his own eyes. And we could condemn him for just wanting to make sure. And, and, and I tell you what, we are just like, we are so much just like Thomas. Because if you go somewhere and there's a sign that says, wet paint. That won't be enough for us. You know what we will do? We will make sure that it's wet. Business places, the, the lady that mop, the bucket says, wet floor. And we want to walk on it to make sure it's wet. If I slide, then it's wet. If not, then, it, then yeah, you know what it is. But let me tell you. Number three says, flee to Christ. In your trials and your temptation, flee to Christ. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That is good. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, it says, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Let us be able to run to him. David had his Saul. David had his Saul, and Elijah has his Jezebel, and, and Paul has his Alexander, and Daniel has Daniel in, 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 the, in the lion's den, and, and, and Jacob has his father-in-law, and Jesus had his, his Judas. And I tell you, as you go through your trials, there may be people of this assembly that would make your life hard for you to live as a Christian, but we still have to love them. There may be people who would talk about you. I don't know if American gossip, but Belizean does. I, I, I'm sure Americans don't do that. And they, and, 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 and they be their Judas because they come and they laugh and they talk and they smile and they give you a big hug and behind their back you are nothing good. 
But brethren, regardless of what you go through in this life, we need still to love them. Jesus knew who, who Judas was. But as you go through your trials and your struggles in this life, turn to Jesus. Trust him. The verse says, trust the Lord with all your heart. And there are things that we might not understand. You, 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 may, you may not understand me. I'm not talking about my, my, my tongue, but you may not understand me. But the Bible says that we would be able to turn to him. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have temptation. Flee to Christ. And let me tell you, don't let that pull you away from him. Don't let your problems take you away from God. Don't let my problems take you away from God. We all have them. Don't let the problems of the elders take you away from God. Don't let the problems of the deacons take you away from God. You know what the Bible says? It says each of us will stand alone. Nobody will be there. The Bible helps us to understand and, 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 and we need to be able to, to, to don't let the, the, the failure of others draw us away from God. Sometimes we think we have an excuse to justify why we're not here when we should be here. How can Christ help? We see our need for a Savior, and, and, and in this Savior, we find strength to have the victory. Now, I want to do this quickly. I think my time may be almost gone. God give us uh, these resources during temptation. Now, I want to tell you that I, I had asked Jay to wave at me because in Dangringa and Silkgrass, we don't have any clocks in the building. So uh, you, they say, brother, just preach. Um, but God gives us three, three uh, these resources sorry, during temptation. One, I want to do it as quick as I can. Um, uh, the first one is his presence. Is his presence. Uh, the will, uh, I'm sorry, he will never leave you or forsake you. Those are comforting words. Whatever you go through in life, he's telling you, I will always be there. They sing the song, you, you have, maybe you, you, you might have heard a song that says, one set of footprints in the sand. And the Bible have given us words of comfort in Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, He will never leave you or forsake you. So I ask, what is your problem? We sing the song, my God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there is nothing that my God cannot do, but listen to what we do. We want to limit him. And the Bible tells us, it says, that he will never leave you or forsake you. And I think that Paul also says he will not give you more than you can bear. You have a troubled husband, give him to God. You have a troubled wife, give her to God. You have a neighbor that you wish that you could move your house and even the land that they set on, give that and them to God. But also he gives us his model, Jesus. And in that model, for this reason, he had been made like his brother in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God. And that he might make atonement for the sins of the people because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. Remember that Jesus himself was tempted, but he overcame. Also, let me tell you, and that is from Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17 and 18, um, giving us these resources during temptation, his guidance. See, we want to do it. I want to do it my way. I want to do it the way that I think is best. And that might not always be. It says, your lamp, I'm sorry, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path in the book of Psalms chapter 119. And sometimes we fail to realize that light guides. Beside his presence, 
his model Jesus, his presence, in time of temptation or struggles, God gives us these, uh, uh, God gives us, uh, number four says, his mission for our life that keeps us directed. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked before us. And sometimes that has to do with the ones that we love the best. The Bible says you love your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandchildren, your, your dog, your cat, your job. More than me. You see those people that call themselves Adventists? Those people don't work on Saturdays. You see those people that call themselves Jehovah's Witness? They are sincere in what they're doing. Their children go to public school. They don't stand for a national anthem. They, and we are just cool, calm, and relaxed. And what happens, happens. But let us be able to stand firm and take heed to his mission for us in our lives that keep us directed. Also, let me tell you, number, number five says, he gives us these resources during temptation, um, his other people with whom we share encouragement. And I, I, and, I, and I trust that you would understand that is your brothers and your sisters. And Hebrews 10, 10, 24 and 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. And the first thing that we want, well, I could, I, could, I could sing at home, I could pray at home, I could partake of communion at home, I could give to the poor. That's not what God wants. And the Bible says, let me go back where it says there, uh, uh, the verse says there, and let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. Now, now you, you guys are from, you, you are, you're considered Texan, right? You're from Texas. And I, I want to believe you know what a spur is. I've only been told what it is, and I tell you what I've been told. It's the thing behind your shoe. Isn't that right? And I think that when you get on the horse and you kick him, and that is the attitude that we have, we need to have. See, we're not here to tear each other's down. We're here to encourage each other's. And the Bible says, And let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds, let us not give up meeting together as some in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. It is our responsibility. But we can't make it if we will decide to stay at home. Let me move on. My time is gone. I haven't seen the wave as yet, but number six says, His forgiveness when we fall and fail. The Bible helps us to understand in the book of John. And that is 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. And the Bible says there, if we confess our sins. See, there is an if. You ever have a brother call you? And he say, brother, I want you to know that I'm, I'm struggling. Yes. Um, and you would have a good conversation. And I want you to know that I'm struggling. But he never brings up what that struggle is. It's because we are giving people the impression that I do not sin. I do not have problems. I do not have suffering. And you know what the Bible says? It says pray for each other. 
And how could I pray for you or you pray for me when I'm not helping you to understand where my struggles are? And the Bible, the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, he says, and, and, and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Brethren, as you have trials and temptations, let us be able to have a sure faith and confidence in Almighty God. Remember that the race is for those that will go to the very end. Today I want to urge you, you cannot overcome trials and temptation without the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't do it alone. And in overcoming trials and temptation, this is what we have said. One, face the reality. We all have them. Two, we have said we need to focus on the purpose. It seems to be something bad, but at the end, there is a reward. The Bible says that God is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. And let me remind you what diligence is in seeking. You lost some money. I could give you a quick story. Coming over here at the airport, I, I passed through that machine there and I forgot to take my wallet from my pocket and the guy said, we need to pull you aside. Something is in your pocket. I said, yes. I said, he said, I, said no. I took it out. I said, it's my wallet. And he, he took my wallet from me and went through security. He searched me properly. He said, do you want to go to a search room? I said, no, I'm, I'm okay right here. I, in my mind, I was thinking I had a few more minutes before I would miss my flight. And I was running through the airport. And I did this. And I realized he has my wallet. In my mind, I was either I get my wallet or I get on the plane. I would have seek him. You ever lost some money before? And you will look until you're convinced either you're fine it, you will either find it or it's, it's gone indeed. And the Bible says God is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. Number three says, in your time of Oh, um, trials and temptation turn to Jesus do not turn from Jesus I want to encourage you this morning you'll be here and you might have walked away from him for whatever the reasons are I want to encourage you to be able to be bold enough to find your God and you'll be here this morning and, and, and you would like for us to pray on your behalf that you would be uh, gaining strength in the life that you live, in the walk that you have. I don't want you to ever uh, it be removed from your minds that um, you had to do something really awful last night to come, to, to come forward for prayers. Brethren, we are always in need of God's grace and God's mercy. Today you'll be here and, and you, have, you have not put on Christ into baptism in order that you'll be added to his body. We want to encourage you to do so. That is the only life that you could ever live and the only life that you will ever live that will grant you faithfully eternity with God. At this time, I invite you to stand and there's a song of invitation on the um, wall there. And you'll be here this morning and we could assist you in any way. We want you to come as together we sing this song.